Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything, and that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need, so you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats, and with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely, filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly. Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to aura.com potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to aura.com slash potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow superhero in training, Chris Dewar. Today's episode, we're reviewing the miniseries, superhero miniseries, Echo. This is exclusive Disney Plus and based on the Marvel comics featuring the character of the same name. And this is the 10th television series in the MCU produced by Marvel Studios and sharing the continuity with the films of the franchise. This is the uh, spinoff series actually from Hawkeye back in 2021 uh, following character Maya Lopez and her return to her own show. Very eager to see this um, not only because of the premise and the idea that we are connecting um, more of the MCU continuity with Kingpin, Daredevil, and the Netflix dramas, but also the fact that the you know premise was say, oh, this is going to be a mature rating under the MCU banner, the first one of its kind. So it was very intriguing, and uh, I also really enjoyed the idea of representation of superheroes with disabilities and also the American Indigenous people culture. So. Excited to check this out. Chris, give us a brief synopsis of this. And bear in mind, there will be some minor spoilers for this. So you have been warned. Spoiler warning. So, yes, Echo, uh, five months after the events of Hawkeye, which, again, is also kind of spoilers for Hawkeye if you watch that, Maya Lopez is being pursued by Wilson Fisk's organization, leading her to return to her hometown in Oklahoma, where she must come to terms with her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace her family and community. So, yeah, it was kind of a big uh, ending to Hawkeye when Maya found out that the death of her father was caused because of Fisk's orders. 
And, uh, you know, Fisk being the pseudo family father figure to her for so long, um, you know, clearly that got her very upset. And uh, we had this big cliffhanger where after his kind of getting beat up by Kate Bishop and he's kind of stumbling out of the that store, uh, Maya comes up and he's like, oh, uh, Maya, oh, what's going on? And she shoots him in the face. Um, so and the thing is, like. Any other character would get shot in the eye, and that would be it for them. It'd be lights out, but not for Wilson Fisk. Apparently, he's got such a big head that uh, he survived that. So, yes, this this story is kind of the her having to kind of find her own path. But we also get these sideline stories of kind of like her youth. Um, obviously, the brutality of Fisk and how she kind of took that on herself. Like she kind of uh, took on those traits and. Going back to her hometown in Oklahoma with you know a lot of her family members who haven't seen her in years and having to naturally be their protector um, when threats come their way. Now, what was interesting is we've only had all these shows that are six episodes, and that already feels short. This was only five episodes. So Echo yeah, was shortchanged by a whole episode, which, again, just it's sad when it's like it's a female-led show. And with the – I do agree, you know, it's amazing that they have – uh, Maya Lopez, who is, um, you know, deaf herself. And it's like, she is great in this role. She made such a big impact on Hawkeye. Couldn't give her six episodes. Like even the way episode five ended, I was like, oh, now we're going to get episode six. And it's like, oh no, that's it. That's the end of the show. So my feelings on the show is I was excited too about the more mature rating because I do feel like watching shows like Daredevil and stuff on Netflix, um, you know, Luke Cage and all that, that some of these characters are just like, they deserve more of a kind of, doesn't need to be in your face gore, but like there's no, but a gritty war grounded yeah. approach to superheroing because they're not superheroes with powers. They're superheroes that have intense training and know how to fight, whether that be with guns, knives, fists, bowling balls, you know, all kinds of things. Right. And so I was excited for the fight scenes. And realistically, in the five episodes, there's maybe three, maybe four. Like, there's not a whole lot. Yeah. And I was expecting a I lot agree. more fighting. With especially after, especially following Hawkeye, yeah. where there was a lot of good fight, especially with her character. There was a lot of good battles. And obviously, I liked the kind of, uh, there's the dual nature of her fighting Jeremy Renner's character of Hawkeye, who he's kind of been going through his own journey because of Endgame and all that stuff. So I was kind of enjoying that, okay, she's in this place where she herself is kind of a, a deadly weapon, but she needs to kind of connect back with her roots because she doesn't know where she fits in now. I mean, she literally, to her mind, killed the leader of this crime organization in New York, and it's like she's not welcome there now, I'm sure. What I thought was missing from this series is I wish there was more of a like a she needs to escape New York now because she, quote-unquote, thought she killed kingpin and i thought that's where the show was gonna go was more of like there was gonna be this whole escape with like maybe other members of it's almost like we didn't get a whole other like like is the tracksuit mafia still a thing like are they still gonna come after her there wasn't much of her you know escaping to go to the hundred percent you know yeah hundred percent so this is this goes to my my part of my issue with the show too your shortchanging episode also going into this they do i think and I think that was a, a smart choice if you are going into Echo kind of completely 
you know, new and you don't know, they have a little bit more backstory, but I feel like all the stuff that happened, you know, in Hawkeye, that should have been in a recap, like, or you should be watching this because if you are following the MCU, a lot of these things connect. And I feel like you could have even left that out where she's running from New York and you don't even need a premise. And then you could kind of slowly pull that back of her relationship more with Kingpin and whatnot, all that stuff. And I feel that would have been more satisfying and a little bit more in your, it should have been more of that in the very first episode. We're really kind of running and gunning and trying to getting out of there. Now, going back to her roots and the idea that, you know, I really appreciate this more push to representation of culture with the indigenous people, and we're having more positive impact. I mean, even like with shows like Yellowstone, where they're showing more uh, positive representation here with Marvel, with uh, Disney's uh, with What If, Marvel's with what If and this. Um, but I didn't feel like we really built the connections with all these people from her past and her family. We get like little bits and pieces here, but there wasn't a lot of of them, you know, bonding or kind of reconnecting. It was so quick. And it was like, I really wanted more of that. I wanted more embracing of the, of the culture. And I think you're right. We were shortchanged at least an episode or two to dive into more of that. There was like, um, there's not enough of that, that I wanted more of it. Yeah. I mean, the most, I guess, exciting character in like Oklahoma was her, uh, her uncle Henry, who owns this roller skating rink and still has ties to, fisk's criminal empire so and there was you know quite a big one of the best action scenes of the show took place there um so that was played by chask spencer who i thought he did really great in the show um and then you have like her strange grandmother chula who's played by tantu cardinal who we just saw in Kills of the flower moon they were probably like the most like you know like involved i guess but a lot of it is that maya doesn't want to see her grandma and there's obviously tension between her and her uncle and it's this whole thing where like she's kind of like she's almost like like a petty teenager in a way where she's like i'm just gonna do what i want like obviously she's not speaking but she's like whatever like if i have to kill these people i will and it's like you're putting your family now in risk because you came back here and you know and i thought it was weird too with the whole um there is a cool a target in their back yeah it's a very quick little fight scene but there was a cool fight where she does fight Daredevil, but this is a it's a prequel moment. It's earlier before the events of Hawkeye. And almost in a way, I was like, this would have been a great moment where maybe after killing Kingpin, Echo has a moment with Matt Murdock to be like, I think I got him. And maybe Matt could have been like, Don't don't trust that you did. Like I thought there would have been something there, as opposed to it was kind of a cool to see Daredevil fight for like two minutes, but it was like an earlier moment and i was kind of like i think it didn't really connect didn't to anything connect. it had no yeah. impact on the story and then yeah. there was just a lot of like i i get where they were kind of trying to go with representation of let's do this whole kind of like oh there's these ancestors that maybe have passed down this kind of spirit power from one mm -hmm. woman to another woman within the tribe leading to even maya's mother and how that would then give her these powers. And I don't really know much about Echo, you know, in terms of like the comics, like what she does, what her, you know, powers are. I would say no throughout the show, she can fight really well. But that to me really took away from what I kind of deem as like these more gritty characters that don't have more grounded. They don't have yeah. like Thor's hammer and, you know, witchcraft. 
they're just really good fighters on the street grit level. Like, yes, Daredevil has these kind of unique powers because he had the toxin on him and, you know, he was, you know, blinded, but all his other powers, you know, all of his senses are stronger, right? That's kind of his powers. But still, it's still through training and stuff that he becomes this ultimate fighter. It's not like he's just like, was 12 and he's like, now I can fight because I had the sludge on me. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted Echo to be more of a character where it's like, oh, we see her rise above because she's now trying to overcome Kingpin. And then when Kingpin shows back up and it's this tension of like, look, I understand why you shot me. I get it. You know, he's trying to play coy and be like, and there's even a cool moment. Actually, it was a really cool moment that I wish would actually be real technology. Maybe one day it will be where he puts this ear, he puts a, a, a contact lens on her and it lets her see him actually sign language without having to use his hands. So anything he says it actually has translated, yeah. And I thought that was a cool, like, technology moment that I was like, you know, we can't really trust Kingpin ever because of what we know about him, but there's still something about him not wanting to lose Maya. Like, he still treats her like a daughter. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, there was like, you know, it was like, oh, then these couple guys are going to come back to try to fight them at the big, like, festival. And it was a very, like, I was looking at the episode length and I was like, it's a 37-minute finale episode and, like, we had like the episodes got like they got shorter as the yeah. season went on. And then like it was like maybe <laughs> eight minutes left. And I was like, we still haven't actually had the fight. And the fight was so quick. And I was just like, it, it's just like an event, like a non-eventful film up series. I mean, and the whole like again, the superpower moment where she like she like heals Kingpin or whatever. I was like, that's not what I wanted in this. Well, you know? I think it wasn't, I think it wasn't earned because again, you're right. I, I think. I think we were expecting more of a grounded thing. And then granted after we watched it, I went back and like looked at some of the comics, but it kind of came at, it was like a deus ex machina. It kind of just came at the end. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't like she like, it wasn't like she gained him over time, No, which I think that would have been felt like, I feel like you would have been less cheated if like when she got back to her ancestral home, you know, with her, with her family and her people that would have kind of made more sense, especially where this climactic climactic in my air quotes going here battle happens you know all these people you know they're um it's like this really great festival that'd be great to kind of involve that and to make it on a grander scale and not only you're having representation but it would make more sense to not just be like oh you get these powers even spider-man had to learn his powers you know he didn't like just like oh i can beat up goblin you know yeah just it just feels like it was kind of sloppy like you know i don't know if that comes down to editing or really that was the intention of the writing that you know, I, I think some of my favorite moments was like just like Kingpin having dinner with her and just like watching D'Onofrio talk because he's very fun to watch as Wilson Fisk. I think he's a a great you know version of that character. But overall, I'm just like, I didn't really, you know, like it. I, maybe I had either an expectation that was too high for the show or I was expecting such a different kind of take. And it just felt like they threw like some sloppy chops together and made five episodes and tried to have a message about it. And then by the time it ended, I was like, I actually don't even need to see this character anymore of echo. Like I wouldn't, I honestly don't need to see her story anymore, but the tail end little moment of, Oh, Wilson Fisk is now looking to do his mayoral campaign, which that's a big Mm -hmm. storyline in the comics of mayor Kingpin and everything. So obviously they're setting up, him to be more of a big bad in New York, which could also tie into there's been rumors that Tom Holland's new Spider-Man would be more just grounded in New York. And obviously Daredevil Born Again is going to happen. So 
there's more stuff to come with with Fisk, but it's like I should be caring about Maya. And by the end of the show, I was like, okay, I don't really need to see her story anymore. And yeah. that's a disappointment mm-hmm. to me because I think she is a very unique character that they, you know, they took the actual actress's disabilities and have made it this cool, you know, power with her actually being deaf. She does have an amputated leg. The ability in that um, is pretty cool. I mean, there's definitely some fun humor and with the family stuff. I love the guy who owns the shop who's been in a bunch of movies and TV shows. And like he yeah. makes her like a cool new kind of, uh, you know, the, the leg that she she wears. But yeah, I just it was kind of like forgetful. And I, I disappointed by it in that I think there was a lot of potential because like I did enjoy the Hawkeye series. And I think Daredevil is a great character. And there's these characters that combine with them with Fisk. And I'm like, I never need to watch that again. It wasn't memorable. So, yeah, it's a shame. It just because so right now, yeah. it's been kind of very... Uh, a lot of misses, not so many hits, um, you know, which is a shame. So, the miss CU, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, MMCU. But yeah, you know, I, I agree. I, I, I did like up until kind of towards the end. I did like the groundedness. Um, Aqua Cox. I, I'm excited to see what she will do beyond uh, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, yeah. especially with this kind of being her first debut and you know, uh, main acting scene, but. I do like what this sets up for um, Daredevil and Kingpin. I'm excited for that. But yeah, I'm going to give this one, um, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10, uh, you know? Uh, and like I said, I, I wanted to give it higher, but but I agree with what you said. I'm going to give Echo a six out of 10. I, I give it applause for um, the, some of the fight scenes were cool and I enjoyed the acting, but I still don't think there was much of a story. And I thought the whole kind of, superpower element through uh the ancestors was just kind of out of nowhere and yeah it wasn't very earned so but you can uh you know see for yourself and uh, decide for yourself if you haven't watched it uh echo all five episodes streaming on disney plus and that was this edition of potential picks thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.